Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins. Pleased to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Trey Lyle. And we are excited for another week of baseball talk as we get ready to dive into the postseason races, all of the division races going on around Major League Baseball. We're going to take a look at one very interesting division and one very interesting wildcard race on today's episode. A lot of stuff going on around the world of baseball. It's going to be a fun episode this week. And let's bring in the co-host. Trey, how are you doing? How was the NASCAR race in Richmond last weekend? Had a lot of fun. Met some cool people. You know, enjoyed enjoyed the moment. How was your bachelor party that I wasn't invited to and uh, still offended? I can't believe I'm even here to talk to you after, um, you know, no mention of it. Just you dropped the bomb last week and... Yes, well, I'm glad you're still here. I'm glad that you know that it's not it's not creating an irreparable rift in our friendship and our partnership. I'm glad you're still here, and we've got another episode. Um, it was good. Did you have a good time? It was good. It was okay. a good time. The times that I remember. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was a, a fun time. Good to be in the mountains and going to some breweries. Um, so yeah, both had good weekends. Uh, didn't Dale Jr. race for the first time in a while? Last time, no, nah, he he did his one. He does one Xfinity race a year, and he did it in oh, okay. that race last. So, because he owns an Xfinity team. I was thinking about this earlier because I thought you had mentioned that he was racing this weekend. And have you ever seen the video from? I guess it was a, a podcast that he hosts where they were talking about, um, like tracking your calories, like My Fitness Pal or something like that. And he yeah, says he that doesn't he count doesn't beer. count his beers. Yes, I yeah. did. You uh, did you listen to the recent episode with Chipper Jones? He had one no, I didn't. But I'll have to check he that out. With Chipper Jones, yeah, it's actually pretty good. I'll have to check that out. Well, I I I really relate to him not checking in his beers because I have been trying to eat a little healthier uh, recently, and I also do not check in my beers. And you know, I've I've been doing pretty I good. I also don't check my beers I mean, or anything yeah. else I eat. So <laughs> well, I, I about. You know, to me, I eat I eat the right amount of calories every day, and it's there. You go. If like. you don't know, then you're eating the right amount. That's a good way to look at it. All right. Oh, by the way, before we get into more baseball stuff, my Facebook memories reminded me that a year ago today, on the episode of the podcast, we had a debate about pumpkin spice lattes, uh, and it yes. wasn't really much of a debate. It was more like, yeah, we both think that they're a thing and they're all right. It's not that big of a deal. So we're not going to have a debate this year, but have you had... They're not my thing. They're not my... No, they're not my thing. I told you, if you listen to the clip, I said I don't drink them. Um, I just don't care about them. Um, And, and you know, the big progress is is we said uh, Dunkin' Donuts is better than Starbucks. Yes, I still agree with that. There are a couple local coffee places actually here. You know, and and a caramel frappe from McDonald's is actually pretty underrated too, by the way. I just want to throw that in there to add to the coffee. Well, what I would say... For anyone out there listening, if you're thinking about getting a pumpkin spice latte, for I don't even go for the hot pumpkin spice lattes. I get the uh, the pumpkin cream cold brews, but the salted caramel cold brew, that is where it's at. If you go to Starbucks, like you said, there are plenty of great coffee shops. I'm sure Lynchburg has a bunch of great coffee shops. There are some great ones just down the street from me here in Richmond. But if you're going to Starbucks, I go for the salted caramel cream cold brew. 
Now we can get into the baseball stuff. The National League West is probably the best division to watch for the rest of the season. The San Francisco Giants currently lead the division by a game and a half over the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers do not play today. However, as we're recording this, this, this of course, is Thursday night while we're recording. The Giants are down 7-3 to three against the Padres in the bottom of the ninth. So that lead will diminish just a little bit by the end of the night. But the Giants do have... If, if they don't blow it. If they don't blow it. It's always possible. But the Giants do have a slim lead in the National League West. It's been a very entertaining division. One that we paid attention to all season long because no one expected the Giants to be this good yet we're three weeks, two weeks away from the end of the regular season, and the Giants are still here. They were the first team to clinch a playoff spot. They did that earlier this week, and then the Dodgers did it the very next night. So both teams have had very good seasons. They're both very good teams. I I don't know, Trey. At this point in the season, just a couple weeks away from the end of the regular season, who do you give this division to? I'm going to pick the Giants here. I, I, you know, they're the current favorites out West, you know, in Vegas minus 135 or the Dodgers 115. I think their schedule sets up well. You know, they have this series, they end with the Padres, and then obviously tough series against Atlanta, but then you go a struggling Padres team, Colorado and Arizona to end the year. And I mean, realistically, if they get through this series with Atlanta and they keep the lead, I could easily see them win seven out of the last nine games and i think that basically clinches them the division you know we'll see the dodgers down the stretch and see if they're able to to do it but that schedule sets up really good with them because they're playing two of the worst teams in baseball well the dodgers have the reds who are going to be fighting for a wild card spot granted so are the padres and then the rockies and the diamondbacks and then they end padres brewers so that back half is just so much more brutal compared to obviously what uh, San Francisco is going to bring. So uh, I need to look at one more month for the San Francisco Giants and just to be sure. But I, I think, you know, that stretch basically by the end of this month, heading into next month is going to be all Giants by this point, just because of the schedule. Yeah, it, it's, I don't know. It, it's a close one. It's a really fun division, a lot more fun than I think we expected it to be. It's all, it's the, it's different teams than we expected it to be because everyone thought the Padres were going to be. Well, we thought one different team. Well, yeah. I mean, we knew it was going to be the Dodgers near the top of that division, but everyone thought the the other contending team would be the Padres. And just to interject here, they play the Padres again. The Giants end with the Padres. So let's that'll say it be, goes down that'll to be that a last series. series. That, let's say it goes down to that last series. The Brewers, I mean, are the team, I think, that's kind of lying in wait for the NLCS. And do they want to make a statement the last week of the year to the Dodgers saying, hey, we have your number? I, I think absolutely. Could I see the, um, the Padres if they keep falling like they are and if they're out of the playoff race, which is realistic at this point. I know they're one game back at that second wild card spot, but uh, this team is very fragile the way it, it, it's looking right now. And if the floor falls from under them could the Padres give up on the season that last week and the Giants get an easy sweep and they win this division yeah the schedule just sets up way much better for the San Francisco for the Giants they play the Braves this weekend and they basically kind of are the best team throughout whereas the Dodgers play you know they still they play San Diego two series against San Diego and that Brewer series is kind of where I'm is the difference 
Yeah, so it sounds like the schedules will be uh, a big factor in how things shake out for this uh, National League West division. Like we said right now, the San Francisco Giants have a slight lead over the Dodgers for the division title. It'll be uh, by the end of the night, because they're now just one strike away from losing this game to the Padres, it should be a one-game lead over the Dodgers going into Friday's games. But the Giants are currently leading the division a lot better than any of us thought that they would be doing this season. It's been really cool to see them have the success that they've had this year, being the first team to clinch a postseason spot. Then, of course, the Dodgers did the same thing the following night. And now let's get to the San Diego Padres, who we've mentioned a couple of times. But like we said, they're the team that we thought was going to be contending. They're the team that we thought could overtake the Dodgers as NL West champions. That does not look likely. Now it doesn't even look likely that they'll make a wildcard spot because they have been playing really, really poorly over the past couple of weeks. Of course, they did get a win against the Giants on Wednesday. They are going to win tonight's game. But other than that, they've been playing really poorly over the past couple of weeks. They've had a couple of injuries. Blake Snell just went on the 10-day IL. Just really bad luck for the Padres recently. And I think it's a legitimate question. Is Jace Tingler going to be the manager in San Diego in the 2022 season? I think that's a legitimate question, and my gut instinct tells me no. I don't think he is. Whether or not I think they should keep him, that's a different question because I don't think that you should fire a manager so early. I mean, it's his second year on the job. They were great last year. They were good for most of this year. They just couldn't finish. I don't think you fire someone two years into the job when they're showing signs of improvement compared to what you had. But I'm not the one making the decisions. I think he ends up getting fired this offseason. If they don't make the playoffs, absolutely. I, I could see where if they make the wild card, lose to the Dodgers, I could see it kind of as an excuse where they keep them for one more year and see how it goes. So it, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. Uh, if they make the playoffs, I mean, I like I like the way the Cardinals are playing. You know, like we said, beginning of the other call, Cardinals are never flashy. They're just always solid and always going to give stay consistent and – that's why they're here at the end. Same thing for Cincinnati. And it, it's – I agree. I think I think he's going to be fired, unfortunately. I agree it's too soon. But I also see something in which, like, when they hired him, the talent on this team is completely different than it is now. And kind of, I think, after how good last season went, the rebuild kind of sped up by two years. And so you kind of need a manager, like a, maybe a different manager that kind of knows how to win the big game and get to that next step. Whereas you thought maybe this was something three, four years down the road, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I mean, I, the expectations this year in San Diego were really high based on what they saw last year. And when you look at them on paper, they should be a fantastic team. When you have a, MVP candidate in Fernando Tatis Jr. When you have guys on the pitching staff like Blake Snell and Denelson Lamette and, you know, Mike Clevenger's injured this year, but when he comes back next year, he should be a big help for them on the rotation. When you have guys like Eric Hosmer and Manny Machado, who you're paying lots of money to, I mean, on paper, they should be a very good team. They just haven't quite put it together to last all season this year. And it's, it's disappointing because I wanted to see them do well. You know, they're a fun team to watch, especially with Tatis and Machado. I mean, they're extremely fun to watch. 
I wanted them to do well. So it is disappointing that it looks like at this point they're not going to make the playoffs. But I don't know. I don't know what went wrong there. And unfortunately, Jace Tingler is going to be the scapegoat. And honestly, A.J. Preller, the general manager, I think he deserves most of the blame considering all of the trades that they made over the offseason and a few at the deadline haven't exactly panned out. They looked good at the time. They haven't exactly panned out and helped the Padres this season. And it is... on? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Matt. Uh, it is now official. The Giants have lost Thursday night's game to the Padres. The Giants win the pennant. No, Giants lose the game. The Giants lose the game. A 7-4 loss by the Giants, and now they are just one game ahead of the Dodgers in the NL West. So like we said, very tight race between the Giants and the Dodgers over in the National League. Switching to the American League, another tight race. That, race. Trey, you know a little bit about these teams from them all being in your division. Yeah, the Yankees decided to suck again. <laughs> and um, and so they, they came back to the pack, and it's a three-team race. And a team we talked about a couple weeks ago, like, they are coming. Well, Matt, the Toronto Blue Jays are here. Vladimir Guerrero is closing a gap that is insurmountable against – Shohei Atani for AL MVP. And as much as I wish the Angels were somehow in the playoff race, they're not. And even if Mike Trout's coming back, it, it just pains me to see. Um, but, man, Toronto's been red hot. They're they're kind of what I thought the Yankees would do, get really hot and stay hot and then go into the playoffs hot and win. I think Toronto is that team, and now it comes down to Boston or New York. And I, it, it's this series coming up, you know, it's the Friday, September 24th, next weekend, a three-game series, Yankees-Red Sox, I think ultimately could decide this second wildcard spot because I think Toronto is just going to keep it up. You know, the Yankees play the Blue Jays one, uh, one more series. Um, they get Cleveland this weekend, which is going to help New York. And then they face the Rangers, which is another series they should they should win at least two out of three. And they have Boston, Toronto, and then they end with Tampa, which Tampa, given their weird pitching stuff, could be resting starters, and that could be a series the Yankees could take and kind of get over the hump into the postseason. As for Boston, looking at their schedule, well, they have a series with the Orioles, then a series, a two-game set with the Mets, which the Mets are starting to make the playoffs, make a push in the NL East, so they'll, they'll be competitive. A series I mentioned – and the good news for them, they end with the Orioles and the Nats. So that schedule, I would say, favors Boston uh, a, a little bit more. But ooh, we'll see. And, and just for fun, let's let's look at Toronto's stretch down the down the stretch of the season, just to be sure of it, because it, it, they could theoretically fall. Out. I just think they're that hot. Minnesota, Tampa, Minnesota, the Yankees, as I mentioned, and then end with the Orioles. So. All three teams have relatively easy schedules. Um, I guess the hardest team they all play left is Tampa. So it's going to be tight. Yeah. It might go to the last day. But <laughs> yeah, I, my, gut, it, it, my gut would tell me we'll get a Ray, a, uh, excuse me, a Jays Yankees wild card. But it would not shock me if Boston gets in there with one of those two. I think it's going to be exciting to watch. And I think no matter. I'm most confident in Toronto. I'm most confident in actually in Toronto to make it because to me, they look like the best team out of these three right now. 
Yeah, I mean, the way they've all been playing, I would agree with you. I'm the most confident in Toronto. They have been on fire this season. And I saw a stat the other day that they played a game against the Rays earlier this week. They won the game 8 to nothing, And that eight-run game actually lowered their runs per game in September because they have scored so much in the month of September that scoring eight runs in one game lowered their average runs per game. That's crazy to me. And one stat that sticks out, looking at the standings in these three teams vying for the wild card, the Blue Jays' run differential is plus 175. The Red Sox is plus 60, and the Yankees is plus 34. I mean, I know that that doesn't have you know any real effect on the actual standings, but that does give you an idea of how well you're playing, how many runs you're scoring, how many runs you're allowing. The fact that theirs is the only one that's even above 60, and it's at plus 175, I mean, that's better than the division-leading Tampa Bay Rays. So this Blue Jays offense has been amazing this season. I think bringing over Marcus Simeon was a huge get in the offseason for the Blue Jays. Obviously, you cannot overstate the importance of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and his breakout season and George that he's Springer's, having. And George Springer, too. I, having a guy like George Springer who's won, like even if he's not having the best offensive, I think a guy like him, just the consistency he can bring for a winning aspect is, is big because that's that was the biggest thing for Toronto. I think Marcus Simeon obviously won in Oakland, but you know, George Springer won more in, in Houston. And you get guys to add to this young nucleus that know how to win. And that kind of is is the reason. And that might be the one thing that, you know, if you want to compare, like, the reason why the Angels were never good, yes, they got pool holes, but they never really got those guys that you could play every day that know how to win. And, and that to go with Trout. And that's kind of what's held them up as a comparison to a team that had a good young core at one point. And you look at the pitching, too, for the Blue Jays this year. Robbie Ray, you hear his name thrown around in the Cy Young conversation. Yeah, Alec I was going to say, I was going to say, what if, like, Baseball came out, and this would be epic, epic. It, it's like, all right, so Robbie Ray and Garrett Cole are the two finalists for the AL Cy Young, which I think are the top two favorites right now for the AL Cy Young. I could see it. And they're playing each other in the AL wildcard game, and it's like whoever wins, wins the Cy Young. <laughs> That'd be epic. Like, that really could be a game, which I don't – I think I guess voters decide before then. Yeah, but I like think so. a game – like literally – has there ever been like that scenario, like other than maybe a game like a World Series where you, well, I get like an ALCS where you have the two Cy Young candidates in the in the league playing each other in a winner take all. I'm sure there have. I'm sure there has, but I, I mean, I can't think of that off. The top I of can't my head. think of any. Like, but need to hire a statistician. You, yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> at, uh, can we hire David Cunningham? <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't have text headline money, David. If you're listening, but we we you know maybe maybe you could find a little niche for us and. We'll uh, we'll offer you free beer. He can be our um our Chris Falica on College Game Day. Yeah, yeah, the bear. Yeah, that that can be his job for us. <laughs> but yeah, I mean this this Blue Jays rotation has been great with Robbie Ray having a breakout year, Alec Manoa uh, a solid rookie season, and then their bullpen with Jordan Romano. He's been a fantastic closer for them this season. So I mean this Blue Jays team is very solid, and they made the playoffs last year. Granted, it was the expanded playoffs, so a lot of people I think discounted that playoff appearance for the Blue Jays. But they're here this year showing that that was no fluke and that they're a very good team and they're they're forced to be reckoned with and they're here making the playoffs. I mean, yeah, this whole American League wildcard race is just phenomenal. And like you said, the Yankees, 
<laughs> when we started talking about this race, like you said, they decided to suck again. I mean, I don't know what even to say about them. I, and being a Yankees fan, I'm sure it's been a roller coaster of a season for you because they go on a 13 game winning streak, then they go on like a eight game losing streak, then they win one, then they lose one. Like they just can't stay consistent all season, and I'm sure that's been frustrating. But I, I mean, I think question, Matt. Question, realistic question. Yeah. Right. Granted, I don't think this will be happen. But would you not be surprised if the Yankees won the World Series? I would be surprised if they won the World Series. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And I'm not I'm saying I don't think it would happen, but I wouldn't be surprised because this team has been so inconsistent that they played a, a two, three weeks, month stretch at like the best in the league. And if they do that again, they could easily they could all right, let me let me let me let me not win the World Series. Let me say win the pennant. I mean, I could see it. I still you could see, don't like, think they're well, that just shows yeah. the what. But here's let me ask you this. Would you be surprised they don't make the playoffs? No, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs. Exactly. So that my point basically being is this team's range this season, just to show the inconsistency that it's been, is missing the playoffs entirely to winning the pennant. Like, is both a realistic realistic thing for this team? Yeah. I mean, I, all right, I see what you're saying, and yeah, I guess I guess both is realistic. So, because granted, you're in, you're in, but like, you're taking Garrett Cole in in any game against anyone in game in that wild card game. Then you go against Tampa, and you have the offense to do it. And then you face what Chicago, or probably Chicago. Let's say Chicago. Um. Chicago Houston in that second game. And all right, so so earlier this season the Yankees went on that 13 game winning streak. If they make the wild card and they win the wild card game and then they sweep every other series in the postseason, that will be 12 games. So I mean they've done they've done it. They've won that many games in a row this season. They just have to get hot and do it again. And the question is, is they? And that that's the big thing. Like, is like they? I said, that's I don't the good see question. if they. <laughs> it's been a long day, man. <laughs> like, I'm... Mm. That's all right. My point, my point is that there is no other team in baseball that wide range of inconsistency. Yeah. That, no that, other team. Maybe, maybe San Diego. Maybe San Diego. But I don't think they get past the Dodgers. No, no, I don't think they do. If they get past the Dodgers, then I'll say yes. But that is a big if. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a close race over there in the American League wildcard. Even outside of those three teams, you have the A's that are three games back and the Mariners that are only four games back, which I don't think... I think that the two wildcard teams are going to be both from the American League East. So, poor Mariners. They've had a really good season. Their playoff drought is going to continue. But you got to be encouraged if you're... The Mariners or Mariners fan, you have to be encouraged with what you've seen from them this season. At least being four games out of a postseason spot this late in September, playing meaningful September games, you got to be encouraged with that. So, you know, props to them on a good season. Hopefully you guys can get it done next year. Or or in 2023 when they host the All-Star game at T-Mobile Park in Seattle. Wouldn't that be cool? That is cool. If they were a contending team at the All-Star break that year, that'd be cool to see. 
That would be cool to see. I agree. Uh, all right, Trey. I don't know if you were watching the Yankees game on Wednesday night when they were playing at the Orioles at Camden Yards, but um, I'm not exactly sure what happened. Somehow the Orioles grounds crew got ejected. Yeah, I I kind of I watched the John Boy breakdown, but I'm still very confused by it. All I've seen is the 20 second video on Twitter of the umpire making the ejection motion. And then they pan over and show the grounds crew, the entire grounds crew, running off the field. I have no idea what happened. Somehow the grounds crew got ejected from the game. And I don't know how you even eject the grounds crew because what are you going to do when it starts raining? It looked like they were near the tarp and maybe like someone told them to put the tarp out, but it wasn't raining. And I don't know. Umpires are just too power hungry. I agree. How about Salvador Perez? He just, you know, this guy... He's not going to be in the MVP discussion, but he kind of should be. Like, I mean, he, he also is never in the best catcher in baseball story, like, conversation. But, I mean, you could argue that Salvador Perez is the most underrated player in all of baseball because he's never in that conversation. And this guy is just hitting – I mean, he's a he's a World Series champion and a great defensive catcher. And th- all this dude is doing is hitting home runs this year. He tied the single-season uh, – home run mark and you know he's still got plenty of games left to break it you know he's tied for first 45 home runs 30 at hit as a catcher johnny bench has 45 38 hit as a catcher so he hit okay. a couple as a dh all right but still a very let's, impressive let's, season still so he's the most for a catcher i mean he's eight behind bench if on days he plays just as catcher with roughly 12 games left he could catch that yeah, he's having a very good season, and you know, 45 home runs from him and from any catcher is amazing to see. I don't think we have seen this kind of season from him, and I don't think anybody expected it, but I'm just going to play devil's advocate for a little bit here, and I don't want to take anything away from Salvador Perez because he is having a, a great season, but The Athletic today put out a tweet that said, is Salvador Perez having the greatest offensive season of a catcher ever? And they put up his numbers. He's hitting 276 with now 45 home runs, an 865 OPS, 110 RBIs. Great numbers for a catcher, for anyone. Great numbers. But when you put them in context, when you look at the top 25 seasons of catchers since 2000, he's not. He's not having the greatest season of a catcher of all time. If you go by weighted runs created plus on fan graphs, his season actually ranks 29th just since 2000 with 128 runs created Joe Maurer is at 170 and if, even if you look at the other numbers like batting average Joe Maurer's 2009 season he hit 365 Perez is hitting 276 this year Maurer's own base percentage was 444 Perez is 317 Maurer's or Maurer's slugging percentage was 587 Perez is 548 so the only stat where he's really ahead of anybody and this is just catchers since 2000 is home runs where he has 45 and that is phenomenal and it's extremely impressive but if you look at the numbers like the batting average and the on-base percentage and the weighted runs created it's not the best season it is still a very good season that's why I don't want to take anything away from Perez he is having a phenomenal season he should be you know in MVP talks, maybe, you know, third in the American League MVP, because obviously the MVP is going to go to either Vlad Jr. or Shohei Otani. 
but he's not going to get the MVP and he's not having the best offensive season of a catcher of all time. It is a very good season. And the fact that he's doing this at 31 years old, when at least I feel like he had a little bit of a drop off over the past couple of years, it's really impressive to see him kind of have a resurgence in his career and kind of have, you know, I would almost maybe even call it a comeback season because he's always been good, but he's having a really, really good season this year. Yeah, absolutely. I I can't believe, you know, he's having a great one. I agree with you. I don't think it's the best ever per se. I mean, does he belong in the conversation? If you hit the most home runs as a catcher, you belong in the conversation, but there's a lot of great seasons from catchers. And I think, you know, with that, you need to have postseason success with it. And I'm going to still go Johnny Bench, man. I, I think that was the best season as a catcher. He's, you know, one of the best catchers of all time. And I'll, I'll go with the season that Bench set the record for most home runs by a catcher. But I, I, I think Salvador Perez at least belongs in the argument. And he deserves a shout-out because uh, being knowing Royals fans, they love that guy. And to see a guy have a season like that is always good. And he's been loyal to that franchise. Like, you know, he won the World Series with him and he's stayed with them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You love to see guys like that. Love to see it. Uh, all right, Trey, we got to give a shout out. Uh, I don't know why we didn't mention this earlier when we were talking about the National League West and the Dodgers, but Max Scherzer became the 19th pitcher of all time to reach 3,000 career strikeouts this past weekend for the Dodgers. He it, it, he did it in you know Max Scherzer fashion, took a perfect game into the eighth inning. He threw an immaculate inning in that game for the third time in his career, tying him with Chris Sale and Sandy Koufax for the most immaculate innings in a career. He's also the fourth pitcher to throw 3,000 strikeouts and multiple no-hitters, joining Hall of Famers Nolan Ryan and Randy Johnson and his former teammate Justin Verlander. So very impressive by Max Scherzer. I mean, I don't think anybody is surprised the way he's pitched over his career, what a career he's put together, and... I mean, first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. We were talking about Hall of Famers last week on the podcast. When his time comes around, no doubt, first ballot Hall of Famer. He is one of the all-time greats. I completely, completely agree. And, man, what what a dude. Like, nothing but a gamer. Like, I mean, an extreme know, competitor. <laughs> like, like, nothing but, like, he's just that dude. Like, that's kind of the best you know, never get broken, you know, broken nose, orbital bone, next day pitches, lights out, like Yeah. I love I, mean, I love the video of uh I think it was Davy Mar- Dave Martinez when he was in Washington coming to take him out of the game and you just see Scherzer yell back, No, he's staying in and Martinez backs off and says, Okay, you can stay in. Like he is a, he yeah. is a competitor. And he's still got a lot, a lot of juice to tank, like I could see. I think you can get the thirty-five hundred strikeouts. It's possible. Possible. That's three more seasons, like the rest of this year, and then two yeah. full ones, maybe. Yeah. So, because I could see him get two fifty the next two years, and that's five hundred right there. Yeah. You know, with the season he's having this year, I mean, this year he has two hundred and nineteen strikeouts, a two seventeen ERA. He's fourteen and four. Just since he's been with the Dodgers. He's 6-0 and in eight starts with 72 strikeouts and a .88 ERA with the Dodgers this year. I could see him being in the National League Cy Young conversation, just the way he's been pitching, especially since he was traded to the Dodgers. I mean, he's putting 
together a really solid year. Here's yeah, it feels like oh, no, I was go ahead, go say ahead. it's just with the awards. I think the most that are up for debate are Cy Young, the MVP. Kind of, yeah. you know, NL MVP still up for debate. It's Tatis and Harper. I think Otani's basically uh, got it on lock for the AL MVP. I mean, rightfully so. And I think, as we mentioned, you know, Ray versus Cole in the the AL and the NL is a little little more wide open with Scherzer uh, and a couple others, obviously. Yeah, I would agree with that. Plus, big boost for the Dodgers. They got Clayton Kershaw back in the rotation this week. So they're looking good. <laughs> Come on, that's just ridiculous. It's like, hey, yeah, Walker Bueller, Max Scherzer. Oh, hey, we, we're we're pulling up this dude. <laughs> He's been hurt for a little bit. Oh, it might be the greatest pitcher of all time in Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> that's how they roll over there in Los Angeles. What, it's a serious question. If they don't win the division and they get that wild card spot and they're playing this wild card game against the Padres or the Cardinals or the Reds or whoever it is, which pitcher do you throw out there on the mound to win that one wild card game? I say, I say you stick to your rotation. I mean, I would take any all three. I any, say Scherzer. Three. If you have the choice. I think so. I think that's who they're going to go with. Yeah. Yeah, if you have the choice between all well, three of no, them. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the one thing I'll say. If they, It depends on who they play. Because they play San Diego, a team that can hit deep. And I'm, I'm saying Max Scherzer wouldn't light up the San Diego Padres. I'm just saying his style is just gas, 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 like down your throat. And that could play into San Diego's hands a little bit just based off their power hitting. If you go with a little more finesse with a Walker Bueller, a Clayton Kershaw, and then you, you throw Scherzer out against the Giants. Granted, the Giants also can hit bombs, but I think he matches up a little bit better with the Giants. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, especially I in a one point. game, like a one game, it's one game. Yeah, that I mean, one game, you got to win it. Yeah. So I and here's the thing, I if you pit like keeping your rotation and like you you pick you pitch Bueller, you get extra rest for your older guys, your Scherzer. Like this is another thing, like age. So like if you throw Bueller out, he's your young guy. He can he can. It's a little easier for him to kind of come back into that series against San Francisco. Compared to, you know, Scherzer and Kershaw. Granted, they probably could do it because they're freaks. But let's just be realistic here. And and you go. I think I think they'll go Bueller, based off of who they play. If they play like St. Louis or Cincinnati, I think um, I think uh, then maybe they'll go Scherzer. But I think if it's San Diego, they might go Bueller. Anything else, man? I think that about As does I it. Hit for, that voice uh... crack. <laughs> Uh, that about does it for this week's episode of the podcast. Trey, do you have any big plans for this weekend? I do not. I wow. do not. I will be staying in Lynchburg. Free My weekend. girlfriend Courtney's girlfriend's coming up. Nice. Uh, nice. Courtney. So we'll be watching the Tech West Virginia game. That's going to be nice. fun. Nice. There you go. And uh, we are slowly approaching, you know, next weekend will be 11 months together. Ooh. One year since our first, day, our first date. So... And obviously, you know, before we know it, we'll have a special edition of the podcast live at Matt's wedding. So <laughs> maybe that's a good idea. I have to save the date and I, I'm actually staring at it right now because I have it's it right here. It's a little here. creepy. Well, no, it's just the way this, my, yeah. <laughs> my studio, AKA my dining room table is set up. I 
have it in a picture frame so I can like it won't I don't have like any magnets so I can't put it in yeah, my okay. refrigerator. And I don't want to have it on the floor out of disrespect. I appreciate that. Because I appreciate you considering me. You know, you didn't consider me for your your bachelor party. Is your yeah, I'm not, your is your good personal friend? I'm not gonna live that down, am I? I I mean, the way to bond. Anyway, well, um, Mariah and I do it. are going to uh, St. Benedict's Oktoberfest at St. Benedict Catholic Church here in Richmond. She's been telling me about this for years. Uh, of course, they didn't have it last year due to the pandemic, but. I'm very excited for it because, as you know, my favorite type of beer is Oktoberfest lagers. And we went out yes. to Center of the Universe last fall to get their Oktoberfest, and that was a fun the same time. Same day I had my first same, day with yeah, my current exactly, girlfriend. Exactly. So that's how I that's it, how I market. My nerves. That's how I market when uh, when Mariah says, "How long have Trey and Courtney been dating?" I was like, "Well, Trey and I had a beer at Center of the Universe that September, so almost a year." But yeah. Uh, and we're also going to be watching the the Tech West Virginia game. We're going to Hardywood where yeah, they have the uh, back, official Matt. watch party. So you're having a party? We're going to Hardywood Brewery for the watch party. Oh, I was about to say another party. No, 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 no. You could show up to this one because I'm not hosting it. You could show up to it. No, at least I'm invited to your wedding. You didn't disrespect me that <laughs> Like, whew. Yes, you are invited. We'll see. Um, let's see what Mariah thinks. Um, as what well, that sounds like a lot of fun, but fun fact, this is, I know aside, but the last time West Virginia beat Virginia tech was 2003 and we both weren't in kindergarten, but they've only played three times since then. Oh, four, oh five. And then 2017. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Like, I, I, they've, they've held the trophy for over 6,000 days, but they played three times. Yeah. You know, I feel like, um, you know, we are a baseball podcast, but since we both graduated from Virginia Tech, I feel like talking about Virginia Tech sports is allowed. I really hope they win this game. It's also our podcast, and we well, can do whatever yes, that is, we want. That is also true, but I really hope Tech wins this game. I, You know, most people our age, I feel like, don't know about the rivalry between Tech and West Virginia because it was dormant for so long. But And even I, I, w- I didn't grow up a Virginia Tech fan, but once I went to Tech and I started learning about the history of the football program, I was like, oh, West Virginia is one of our biggest rivals. So I hate West Virginia almost as much, maybe even more than I hate UVA. And I really hope we win this game this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I, I am too. I, you know, this should be a fun game. Actually, West Virginia is a favorite tonight. So it, it should be an interesting one. Well, that will do it. As always, make sure you relate, rate and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. And as always, wherever you get the podcast, follow us at Ball Area, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Mackins21, at Trey Lyle VT. Let us hear what you think about the AL Wild Card, how Salvador Perez is doing this year, the NL West, who's going to win the World Series. We'd love to hear your predictions as we head towards the postseason right around the corner. Thank you so much for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. For Matthew Atkins, I'm Trey Lyle. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.